February is the worst month of the year, but it's an honest month. It's a month that doesn't hold up life any better than it really is. Boom goes the dynamite. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. My career. Why so serious? Welcome to the rebellion. This is the Brian Suits Show. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. The argument can be made that Groundhog Day is the funniest movie of all time. And one of the greatest philosophical, spiritual comedies of all time. It spirited, I mean, it uh, it inspired a college course somewhere at like stupid A&M or something I wouldn't like doubt that. It. it was also responsible for the falling out between Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. They disagreed about the direction of the film. Oh, really? And the tone, yeah. Well, why'd you sign on? But sometimes I can get anyone to be Phil Connors. Some of the greatest pieces of art, you know, come out of that, you know, disagreement between brilliant people. Um, and uh, so that's how we lead into AM seven seventy KTTH. Uh, Brian suits here for your practice Friday. So tomorrow, by by this time or whatever time they do it in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, um, we'll know. And we'll try to figure is it out why six more weeks of winter. I don't know, and it does it if they find their shutter or see their shadow. And PETA is trying to, of course, do away with it because it the the groundhog panics. It's terrified. There's it's, an animal it, in a cage, folks. It's scared. It's a scared. And by the way, it's, it's the most spoiled groundhog of all time. Oh, it's pampered because it has to be hand friendly. It's hand raised. And so you so you can reach in and read the scroll, and they do that's that's what that's where the movie just nails all that so well. Um, and it was filmed in Kentucky because uh, it looks more like Pennsylvania than Pennsylvania. And because uh, a friend of mine uh, lived in the town where they filmed it, and he didn't know all this stuff, and like you know they the you know the the Punxsutawney mayor really does read a scroll uh, that uh, Punxsutawney Phil the sayer of sayer and the doer of doers or whatever but uh, but it's a it's a big deal but you know that's the thing that that I point out to people is because I, I still can't believe to this day there's a lot of people that don't get the movie and they well how do you, I don't get it how do you learn to play uh, you know free form jazz in that short of time. It's because you don't know how many times he's lived the day. It might be 2,000 times. Yeah, what's your best estimate? Uh, well, that's the thing. The, the, the piano play, he goes from zero. and he, and he go, he Remember, he kicks that girl out of the piano class. And he goes, okay, honey, here you go. And he gives the woman 500 bucks. And he has to he has to build day after day. He has to do that every single day for his lesson. So to be that good... It, it has to be thousands of days. Well, I think that there's been some nerds on the internet. Nerd alert! Who oh. estimate it's like 30, 33 years or something like that, that he repeated the same day over Well, and that, that, that's, I'd love to be in that class. I, I would make that case that, yeah, I, I, you know, that's the entire point of the movie is that he's, because he's uh, so self-centered and everything, as if that's a sin. Um, okay, and, but here's a crazy theory for you. Uh, basically, spoiler alert, for those who haven't seen it, the gist of Groundhog Day but is that... Who hasn't seen it? I know, it? I know. A fulfilling, satisfying life is one poured out in service to others, right? 
he tries to get the day correct the whole time. And it turns out the best day he's ever lived is one where he's helping people. He's, again, pouring himself out for his community. Then, and then and, learning French okay. so he can manipulate the uh, I, uh, Andy McDowell. Right there. Well, no, he doesn't manipulate her. Yeah. Well, he tries and then... Breaks that, into French poetry. Those are the bad days. <laughs> those are when he's trying to gain an advantage on people. But if nerds are saying he's uh, lived that day for 33 years... Here's a tie-in for you, spiritual, philosophical tie-in. How old was JC when he was crucified? 33 <gasps> years old, Brian. 33. Well, the synchronicity, that's just too coincidental. You connect the dots. So, no, no, I, I think someone was trying to find it, wedge in. Conspiracy? Like like, like that or, or something. Quite possibly. Uh, well, speaking of nerd alert. You have a product that's killing people. Does your user agreement still suck? <laughs> that's the best question of the day. I know. That's, that's of course, Senator Kennedy from uh, Louisiana. Really what it boils down to, I don't even remember. I mean, I, I'm, I, I think I've been off Facebook uh, as long as I was on it. I, I, I can barely remember. <laughs> I don't remember the, the EULA. Does your user agreement still suck? Nerd alert! Did, is there something especially sucky about the Facebook User, they I all. We all know what we're getting into. If someone makes it past the first sentence of any user agreement, I commend them. Yeah, <laughs> because I can't. And some of them actually have to scroll to the bottom and check a little box, and, and as if you really read that. I assume I'm giving my life away. I downloaded a piece of software this morning. I and it it was required. It wasn't highlighting the next button until I scrolled all the way to the bottom. And check the box. Until they start asking me for a drop of blood to go along with my digital signature, I'm okay saying whatever. I'm sure I'm giving away my credit card numbers, my license, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Then, of course, you're giving them your best picture that you put on Instagram. The second you put it on Instagram... You don't own it anymore. You give up the rights to it, and now... Uh, Including Mark Zuckerberg's images. Ma Mark Zuckerberg can look at my feed and say... That is an amazing shot of a Caspian turn diving into Bud Bay in Olympia. I will use There's it. There's a lot here to be excited I will, about. I will use it for my August calendar. Who who took that picture? That I is think it. this could be very positive. <laughs> That's not how he sounds. It's a better sound. For our society and economy. These results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And then you gave users two choices. What are they, Ted? Get resources. Or... Or see results anyway. I don't remember. I've never done any sort of search on Bookface where I've gotten that permission page. Well, sir, you win the contest. What the hell? I haven't either, but apparently Wait, some people have. I, yeah, when I saw that, I, I'm with Ted Cruz. I'm like, what, in what sane world? Or see results anyway. That's If it really triggers their... You know, warning that hey, this is uh, kitty porn, and you click on and you proactively go see it anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> I know, but anyway, the, I, but I, you know, I've never portrayed him as good guys. I certainly don't defend him, but I also know who gets on the computer and who and who clicks a link to Facebook. And it's me, um, and uh, that whole thing.
Well, to continue the metaphor that I was using first hour about car manufacturers and the potential dangers of getting behind the wheel of a vehicle. I felt that was a good analogy. Okay, thank you. Well, but, But what we did with motor vehicles was at the advent of them, we went, wow, these things are wonderful. There's no downside. Wait, they're hitting people. They're causing car fatalities. So we went, oh, they only um, hit the bad people. We need speed limits. We need stop signs. We need seat belts. And metaphorically speaking, social media has very few of those safeguards in place. And let's just work together and get it done. It doesn't have to be stand up and apologize to all these families. You're pure evil and all your platforms are pure evil. Let's just work together to fix them. And that's the other thing is that like Montana thinks it can ban Instagram or TikTok. Look, the kids... You know, go go ask your kid, hey, can you explain to me how a VPN works? I, I, I got this Nord. I, I'm installing this Nord. Can you explain to me how it works? Uh, um, be, because the go-around is so simple. The go-around is mobile. Uh, the go-around is on my computer. Anytime I want to spoof BBC into showing me something about paying for their stupid license for my taxpayer broadcasting in BBC, I, I use a, a, a VPN. And then I lie. Believe it or not, on the internet, you can lie. People don't do that on the internet. <clears throat> you can go to a uh, a London uh, IP address. Then it thinks you're in the UK. There and you it, go. Then it says, have you purchased a BBC broadcast license? And then you click on no. And, and, it, and it doesn't discriminate uh, against you. Anyway. Back to geniuses versus billionaires. Thing in, in general, and we've reported more people and done more reports like this to NICMIC, the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, than any other company in the industry. Let me ask- what does that tell you, by the way? Um, so there, there's, there's that, and and this is where the the quandary is when the FBI. Oh, and by the way, Kitsap County, you're out of uh, who's the Kitsap County official who got who got pinched in the King County online. Uh, underage sex sting, there's a bunch of weird rules about that. And one of them is that the FBI found out that a bunch of convictions were thrown out because they were they seized underage inappropriate images from an actual pedophile ring, and then they were using them to entrap people. And a judge said, wait a minute, you possess pedophile images to entrap pedophiles. You're as, uh, you know, the, the statute is that you possess them, not that you're doing them with them. So, so anyway, but, but I mean, that, that's, that's where if you're going to congregate somewhere early on Facebook, of course, Facebook was, was written up and coded up by people who had nothing but great intentions, you know, just like Smith and Wesson said, yeah, it's for varmints, you know, or whatever. And then as it turns out, human beings, somebody, is, we're at a race to the most base impulse. No matter what you invent, um, there is a race for the most base impulse. And, it's, and you're not in the race. You're just the inventor of the race. Someone else takes your book face, and they do that. And that, that's how that works. And that's where Amy Klobuchar is saying, well, we can ground planes right after the door shoots off the Boeing plane or whatever. And she thinks somehow that you can do that with code or something that there, there should be like the guy yesterday. This is, this might be not for the 7 a.m. hour, but yesterday morning, early on, we had a story out of Pennsylvania where a guy had a dispute with his dad that ended, ended in a grisly murder and a YouTube video. 
So, blah, blah, blah. He's uh, displaying his father's decapitated head on YouTube for 14 minutes, and they're shocked that, uh, well, he was up for nearly 14 minutes. Well, do they they have, does Algorithm, has he written that, uh, um, the decapitation spotter code yet? I I don't know. Um, Anyway, time for Know It All. I want it all, and I want it now. Know It All. First thing. First thing, uh, your chance to know it all. Now, yesterday, towards the end of the show, we discovered the Senate bill that is going to compel gun owners to have liability insurance. So more on that when the committee hears more on that. But the the my overall caution is watch out for this governor who's not running again. He will sign anything because he is in a foot race to catch up with gun hairdo McGun grab, Gavin Newsom. Where in in California, you have to have a background check every time you buy ammo. Let's say you're going to shoot ammo through the gun you already had a background check for, your 9mm handgun. Let's say a Glock 43 or a Glock uh, 19 in flat dark earth. You already have gone through a waiting period in the background check to purchase the weapon and the state crap. Now, every time you buy 9 at Cabela's or whatever, you got to sit through a background check. Or do you? And we, we haven't done this yet in Washington. Like, But like I say, my fear is that you have a guy who is a, a Gavin leg humper. He, he, if he could trade lives with Gavin, he would do it today. Luckily, along comes right-thinking Ninth Circuit Court judges, which has never been said before, right? But <clears throat> there's a judge in San Diego named Benitez, Roger Benitez. This guy loves to defend the Second Amendment. He has struck down the California background check to buy ammo. And... There, there's no stay. There's no, well, until further notice, it's going to continue. He said, strike it down right now. Um, California cannot enforce a law requiring people to undergo background checks to buy ammo because it violates the constitutional right to bear arms, the federal judges ruled. So there, there are uh, workarounds. And so that's the thing about you're requiring me to buy liability insurance to exercise my Second Amendment right. Isn't that a... <gasps> Infringement? What what luck? My constitution has fallen open to the Second Amendment. Let me get it here. Da 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 da. Oh, oh darn! I'm on thirteen. Oh, well, anyway. Um, well, anyway, this is if this is not an infringement, I don't know what it is. And so, I would say go ahead and you can sign it, Inslee. You can sign the thing. Uh, but my, my one proviso would be if you're holding your breath waiting for the NRA to fly a plane full of lawyers out here, uh, don't waste your time. Uh, trust more locally, like Second Amendment Foundation, uh, the rest. But anyway, yes, it's a onerous infringement uh, like the Second Amendment ends with. Uh, shall not be infringed. Well, that sounds pretty infringy to me. Uh, all right, thing two. Second thing. Oh, that's some atmospheric river out there hitting us. Did you even get rain? I, I feel like I've had drizzle. Renton, it's always raining in Renton, though, ain't it? Ah, there's some chubby rain now and again. Uh, I had uh, I had big rains at 3 a.m. down in God's County, uh, but it did thin out up, up north. But anyway, we're going to get this for a couple days, and um, my big issue with this is that it's above freezing. And that's an issue because it's washing the snow away. Because uh, we we did uh, – oh, this is, by the way, this is uh, still thing, too. Even though I want to see what emergency decree looks like in Poop Town in Portland over the weekend, there's a new thing. It, imagine a tricycle 
take the wheels off and put little mini skis where the wheels are and a steerable, you know, front ski. And then instead of sitting on it, you're standing. That's uh, the ski bike, whatever it's called. Anyway, they do it up in Suquamish. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so um, we're going to do it this weekend, except not on crappy snow or not. Just go on the green runs. No blue or black diamonds. We're double black diamonds. Oh, on thing. those? Yeah. With, with, uh, first time ever on this thing. Holy cow. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, thing three. Third thing. Third thing. A woman in Philadelphia exposed herself because she had to use. She's getting the plane is stopped. Everyone is deplaning. She's complaining, and I don't believe I've. Y- can you ever use the bathroom before or after you take off? I've. Oh yeah, my ten year old son used it before we took off. The Did other you day. ask permission or? We, do, we don't. Ask I mean, I know they don't drop it on the tarmac. I'm just saying that is not real. Well, she did, but this woman. In Philadelphia, Dulce Huerta really didn't care about your stupid rules. 7-Eleven, a Philadelphia woman is now facing... Here's our good friends at Fox 29 in the city of Brotherly Show. ...seeing federal charges for her unruly behavior on a Frontier Airlines flight from Florida. Mm. And what luck, there's video. And they've... Sorry, everybody. They've pixelated out... The part. By the way, does, it, does everyone hear her apologize? I'm sorry, but I got to do what I got to do. She's not a heathen, for God's sake. I would have said, everyone, turn, avert your eyes. Everybody. Are you serious? Oh. Oh. She had to go. Okay. Uh, who hasn't been there? Except what what the deal was. No! She, she was not being allowed in the aisles during the flight because she was ripped. Though she claimed to authorities she'd only had uh, dose drinks. Federal officials identified the woman as 60-year-old Dulce Huertas. The complaint claims Huertas was aggressive on the flight back to Philly from Orlando in November, demanding to use the bathroom. When she was told to stay seated, the complaint says she pulled down her pants, as you see in the video, yeah. exposing herself to children nearby, and no! she handled business that way. No! Well, there you no! Go. What has happened? So there you go. Well, no. Well, Chuck. Before we toss into the weather, uh, life has happened. And by the way, I'm not a I'm not a flight attendant. But if someone desperately says to me, "I have to use the bathroom," yeah, I'm gonna say, "Follow me immediately." By any means necessary. There was a really nasty story about two weeks ago about the other reason to visit the bathroom being left on a seat. Oh lordy. Yeah. I mean, never get- mind Dolce Huerta. I mean, Dolce Candy. Candy Huertas. Here's the Brian Suit Show question of the day. Do you get stage fright when you're uh, in the airplane bathroom and there's a lot of turbulence? Nah. Come on. Stage fright? I take it as a challenge because you got to aim appropriately. Yeah, but what do you mean stage fright? Well, stage fright because you don't want to make a mess. You mean there. like old kingdom stage fright? Like, oh, I, oh, I can't go. We're all, we're, we're all at, the, at the trough. The trough, by the way. We're less of a people because <laughs> T-Mobile doesn't have troughs. No, wrong. Wait, it does. That is a wrong The kingdom, that was the last time Seattle had men in it because men can use a trough. I still get That's nightmares that. of being a nine-year-old boy at the kingdom and having to go hip-to-hip with grown bearded men and trying to go pee-pee in those troughs. That's how you grew up and became no, a man. that's not how I grew up. It's how <clears> I got <throat> permanent stage fright from going to the bathroom in public. I oh. love the dividers. You need the dividers. They're no. essential in this day and age. Not, men don't need them. No peeking. No. No peeking. Men don't need them. Keep your it, parts to um, yourself. America is stronger because you were never in the Army. That's just a wrong... <laughs> 
take. So there's that fourth thing. Well, we'll get more into this, but uh, the Department of Child and uh, Youth and Families really has some uh, explaining to do about the facility in Chehalis called Green Hill. Uh, I mean, consistent ODs on fentanyl, search warrants served by the state, body cam acquired by Q13, and then it turns out that the number of fentanyl overdoses specifically that DCYF is reporting doesn't coincide with the numbers that Chehalis PD has to respond to. It's January 14th. Call logs indicate that Chehalis PD arrived at the Green Hill School at 924. CPR is already in progress. Connor Strange has been hit with six rounds of Narcan. And records six. Joe, it's not his first overdose within the walls of Green Hill. So this is Ethos Holiday where people who age out of the juvenile detention, you know, you, you can get a 10-year sentence when you're 14. But when you turn 18, you don't go to Monroe or Walla Walla. You go to this place, Green Hill. And it sounds like it's a crap show, like Boston uh, or something. Um, and that'll be here in a few minutes. But uh, heads up, the rumors are rife that Operation Biden Storm 24, reelect Biden, tough Biden guy, is underway. It's I'm not seeing any indication um, from Telegram, which would be the first place you would see it. But he's about to hold his first live press conference. We'll dip into it to see what he's got to say. And if he's using the red donut pillow or if he's standing or whatever. But uh, anyway, it could be that the the uh, immediate retaliation, which is when, you know, when the puppy pees on the carpet, you immediately let him know why he's getting paddled. You don't do it a week later. But uh, anyway, this is... Uh, so Operation Puppy Paddle, Iranian Puppy Paddle, may be underway, may not be. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I personally don't think think it is. I, I think that a gigantic diplomatic um, spiking of the football might happen. But uh, we'll we'll find out here in just a second. AM 770 KTTH. On 70 KTTH, uh, Brian Suits here. Well, let me give you my assessment. Uh, none of the inescapable uh, clues that uh, uh, probably a first wave of American uh, cruise missile uh, strikes are happening are there. And on any of the normal telegram feeds of, of people that are physically on the ground in the area of interest that we're talking about. In uh, Syria, um, um, on straddling the Euphrates River as it comes north to south from Turkey through uh, through Syria, and there is a intense Iranian presence physically on the ground there. But on Monday, the Israelis mowed the grass in Damascus, 
and with the belief that uh, America was was coming and and uh, what does Wyatt Earp say? And hell's coming with me. Yeah, that's it. And it, that belief may have scared the Iranians. Now, it doesn't 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 uh, um, uh, escape the the pleasure that a nation feels when it avenges the the uh, death of three of its soldiers. But the effect may be that the Iranians are trying to get keep us away from getting that satisfaction by just clearing out. So the Israelis killed some high-ranking Islamic Republic uh, Guard Corps chaps in Damascus on Monday. So they're skiving off. They're getting out. Um, all IRGC high-ranking guys are getting out because <clears throat> all bets are off. Because this may include uh, American airstrikes as well as ground combat and prisoner snatches and all things. So they're they're even shutting down their militia associated media outlets, which are run by Iranians, but written and posted, and I, and I mean on Telegram and uh, and Twitter and the rest. Uh, Sa Saberine News is done in Arabic, but it's done by Iranians. They've gone dark. Now this this comes on on the the heels of yesterday, the Kateb uh, al Hezbollah and other Iraqi militias that are that are defended and funded by the uh, Iranians um, are are packing up and getting out. So if, what was a base on Monday is not a base anymore. Anyway, here is Secretary of Defense uh, Lloyd Austin expected to speak about this. Service members on Sunday in Jordan. We all mourn the loss of three Army Reserve soldiers serving at Tower 22. Sergeant William J. Rivers, age 46, Sergeant Kennedy L. Sanders, age 24, and Sergeant Brianna A. Moffitt, age 23. Our thoughts and prayers are with their families and their loved ones, and we know that this grief will never leave them. And we hope that they know that the department's love and support will never leave them either. We're also praying for the other American troops who were wounded. Now. Our teammates were killed when a one-way attack drone struck their living quarters. And we continue to gather the facts about this deadly attack. Our fallen soldiers had a vital mission to support Operation Inherent Resolve and to work with our partners to ensure the lasting defeat of ISIS. They risked their lives and lost their lives to keep their fellow Americans safe from global terrorism. The president will not tolerate attacks on American troops, and neither will I. Our teammates were killed by radical militias backed by Iran and operating inside Syria and Iraq. In the aftermath of the vile Hamas terrorist assault on Israel on October 7th, terrorist groups backed by Iran and funded by Iran have tried to create even more turmoil including the Houthis, attacking commercial shipping in the Red Sea. So this is a dangerous moment in the Middle East. We will continue to work to avoid a wider conflict in the region. But we will take all necessary actions to defend the United States, our interests, and our people. And we will respond when we choose, where we choose, and how we choose. Now, that's what everyone here is focused on. 
But in my first week back in the Pentagon, I did want to address my recent hospital stay and some of the issues around it. All right. He regrets uh, not informing the chain of command, and uh, I can fill that in. So anyway, there, there you go. Nothing is, nothing is, is planned. Nothing is uh, in the works. Um, and so I, I should have known not, not to listen to the Pentagon, uh, Pentagon uh, uh, correspondent from MSNBC because these are two-seaters. But anyway, there, the, yeah, there, there's nothing on the board, so to speak, and it, it appears, it might appear that we're allowing the Iranians to round up all their Iraqi militiamen out of Syria and telling them, get back to Baghdad and get real close to a government building. Um, because they're, we're allowing them to hide the guys that did it, which uh, would would be along the pattern of how we very very quietly um, have remained in Syria uh, since Trump defeated ISIS. Because it's very embarrassing for uh, for Biden to defeat Trump in an election and then not change any Trump policies in regards to. Syria and China, and he he's been caught red-handed because the, those three soldiers inconveniently died during an election year. So he doesn't want any more of that. And so go on, Iraqi militiamen, you know, leave by any exit you want, and uh, the whole thing. But uh, there's <clears throat> there's a whole bunch of things that are, and the problem now is that we we're, we're painted into a corner. Biden apparently wanted to start closing the American facilities uh, in Syria. If he does it now, it looks like he's cutting and running. And doesn't that sound familiar? And that's an Afghanistan uh, echo, isn't it? So uh, anyway, um, I, 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 what I was saying yesterday, I, I sense uh, I'm right on this, that, that uh, we're over 90% probability that no mud has moved or anything. And that, that's been the rub on the U.S. response has been, even though we have the assets in place to respond almost immediately to attacks, we don't use them. We gather information for 40 hours, 72 hours, and we just go move mud. So the Iranians are doing it again. They're they're telling uh, their uh, militiamen they're sitting there just on the other side of the border in, in Syria to pack up your stuff, get into Iraq, be, because that that's their, their home run. Well, actually, that's a stand-up triple, getting America to bomb in Iraq. The Iraqi government loves it because they don't like a parallel army in their country. The Iranians have stood up a parallel army and they've done it for a political party. They don't like that. And if we wiped out these militias, they would not shed a tear. But the average Iraqi might feel like uh, we've worn out our welcome there and uh, the whole thing. But So if you're uh, standing by waiting for some uh, interesting war news out of Syria. It, it ain't happening. It's uh, six thirty-seven at night there. It's uh, cloudy and rainy. Um, so if there are unmanned strikes that are going to happen right after he talks, um, I'll be I'll be surprised. But I mean, he didn't have the tone of someone who had that announcement to make. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, I uh, medical care unit for several days. He's talked more about his prostate than about a retaliatory strike. Uh, to avenge the lives of three American soldiers. So, <clears throat> for the record, by the way, he did two minutes on Syria. Now he's gone four minutes on... What's the planet? What's the next planet after Venus? Uranus. Yeah, there you go. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH.
a.m. 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. Let's see when this is. First of February. Okay, that's today. BBC says U.S. approves plan to strike Iranian targets in Syria and Iraq, officials say. But they don't They don't identify uh, even a unnamed source high up in the Pentagon or anything like, like that. I, I think this has been uh, so far here as of Practice Friday. Um, a, a, a a big kabuki dance to make the Iranians, and I mean, uh, uh, there's no excuse why you would give them five days, thing one, when, when we have the assets in place to do it, unless you wanted to get it out of the way and not take it personal, which uh, they're doing as we speak, and, and they're even pulling their uh, online uh, presence as well, um, because they're clearing the, uh, the, the staff out of Syria. So, I mean, in other words, we give them a heads up. And just also in in the same way that the after we killed the IRGC commander, the, the commander of the Quds Force, the Overseas Terrorist Force, that when Trump killed him in 2020, more Iranians were happy to see him out of the way than than Americans, and they choreographed that ballistic missile strike on the Al Assad uh, airbase. I mean, hours before. The the ground security element in vehicles were told to leave the base and go 10 miles away and then stand by. And I mean hours. And then Air Force personnel and other other people at the Al-Assad Air Base were told to get in their bunkers four hours before the ballistic missiles hit. And then the ballistic missiles, uh, um, they they hit on a, on a roughly north to south uh, path, but they did not hit... Uh, bunkers. They're, so, I mean, it was it was all pretty choreographed. You're just not supposed to know that. There's a whole bunch of things about Syria and our presence in Iraq, anti-ISIS and anti-Iranian that you're not supposed to know, and that no one knows uh, to ask or anything. But in, in, in this case, um, like under the cover of his prostate cover-up, uh, you know, or whatever, uh, some there are a few questions about uh, Syria. So I, I'm just going to say, don't don't hold your breath on this. This is being spun into a campaign. Plus, is being spun into um, masterful diplomat and foreign policy guru Joe Biden has avoided war and uh, the whole thing. But th- this is this is to avoid the question: Was there air defense at that base or not? There was not. Um, are you gonna wait now to get Americans out of Syria? Because you 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 never ran you 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 didn't run saying I'm not gonna change one bit of Trump foreign policy. Because now if he does it, it looks like Afghanistan 2.0. So she groups have been attacking our troops uh, even well before October 7th, and you can go we can go back and count the numbers of attacks before October 7th, uh, and and they're not insignificant. Um, so apparently the magic number is 165, that he gets really outraged and uh, will not tolerate any more attacks every 165 attacks or so. So um, so anyway, we, we've already done airstrikes actually in Baghdad in Sadr City in, in the, the Shia uh, epicenter um, in, in, in Iraq. And I think that the Iranians are discretion being the better part of valor. They realize that American blood is up, and if the Americans want to do uh, Iraq a giant favor and take out um, all the kahunas in the Iranian militias in Iraq, we have a green light to do that. But uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, um, you know, I, God forbid, and this is my nightmare, is that 
you know, you get the golden BB that shoots down an F-18 and a, a two-person crew, and you get, you know, an American alive on the ground uh, who is in Tehran by the next night, holding up, you know, today's London Times for proof of life or something. But if you're not willing to deal with that, then you really have no business as president. So there's that. Let's see if uh, the, the Houthis is his metaphor for uh, cancer cells in in the Red Sea, that is his prostate. Partners and allies are serious about it as well. This is costing uh, uh, countries and companies significant amounts of money as uh, as they've had. No, I guess he was talking about uh, the situation there. But uh, so anyway, this is in, in pursuit of what, whatever we do, turn off this conflict. So you you let the Iranians get away with this. And that, that basically is what it is. Because it's saying we don't want to expand a wider war. There's nothing the Iranians could do that we can't out-expand. It just means you haven't slapped them hard enough. There's no there's no requirement, no legal requirement to respond proportionally, you know, and hit them back with a kamikaze drone or something like that. But um, anyway, so there's, uh, like I say, uh, don't count on anyone uh, coming home from uh, Syria uh, soon. And this is what, what cracks me up is this is their greatest fear is – having to explain why are you continuing a Trump policy? You 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 said you were going to bring these guys home from uh, Syria, but are, are you in love with hanging on to uh, Assad's oil? Because that's what we're doing. And uh, letting the, uh, letting the uh, Kurds pump Assad's oil from the eastern part of Syria, because that's what we're doing. And don't even ask me, <clears throat> don't even ask me about, th- there's, there's a um, nasty... Epilogue in in the the book How to Destroy ISIS. The nasty the nasty epilogue is this: Women flocked to Syria to marry ISIS guys because you see, when a man loves a woman, and there are refugee camps, thousands of women with kids, and the kids are these little lion cubs from ISIS guys, and these are all the European ISIS guys who came to Syria, believing the dream. Uh, this is going to be paradise. And they gave up their passports on their way in. ISIS had the passports of the Belgians and the Dutch and the French and the British, all the guys that flocked to ISIS in 2014, 15, 16, 17. And then they said, I needs me a woman. And then women flocked there. A couple of Americans did. And they coupled, they, they did some coupling, they made babies, and then they lost the war. Then they began, all the Europeans started uh, looking for a lifeboat, but they didn't have their passports. And so they were surrendering to the Kurds saying, I'm Belgian, not the face, I'm Belgian. The European Union knew that all these guys, if they got their passports back, would come home. And they didn't want them home. And they said to the Kurds, what'll it, what'll it take for you to hang on to them? And the Kurds said, so much per month for, you know, food and water. And other European countries, and here's the part where you all need to turn your radios off. Other European countries said, what'll it take for them to never come home? And the Kurds said, oh, that, that will do for free. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, because they knew there was money in it. And so anyway, Syria is nothing but a whole bunch of embarrassing questions that this administration does want to answer. And then 
then the Iranians, uh, and no matter what, they provide the weapons, the drones, the whole thing, the training, some of the targeting. They didn't say, the Iranians are saying, well, we didn't say yes to this. They could have said no, but they did not. So that's that's all you got to know. So there we go. A whole bunch of embarrassing questions that nobody in this press conference knows to ask. We have two questions. I'll start with the first one. Oh, it's Peter Alexander from NBC. He's cute. For days before you informed the White House or the commander-in-chief of your condition and your absence, anyone else within the military chain of command would have faced reprimand or even dismissal. True. Why shouldn't that same standard apply to you, sir? Because I well, said Let me so. just say that, uh, uh, thanks for the question, that, that we didn't get Jack this right. Has. And as I said, I take full responsibility for uh, for uh, the department's actions uh, in terms of why uh, on the second notification was was not made to the White House. Uh, that information was available. Uh, I'm not sure uh, at this point uh, what exactly happened, but I think details uh, will. Uh, will play out as a review is, is conducted. So. Okay, let's follow up about the situation overseas right now and the deliberation in regards. Oh, now the follow-up. I love that the question was, um, as many po- have pointed out, if his subordinates had disappeared when, when Lloyd Austin was in uniform, if his aide-de-camp had skived off to Germany for a boob job and came back and didn't tell him, he might say something like, I'd rather appreciate a heads up before you disappear for five days, plus recuperation. By the way, it looks great. Uh, yes, you'd be fired. And so he avoided that. Am I going to be ineffective? Many of and most of them we're going to defend ourselves against. Uh, and then the follow-up on the actual situation in Syria. So anyway, so uh, breaking news, nothing is breaking. Uh, and that's the news. We're not breaking anything and not even moving mud yet. But uh, anyway... We'll come back in our third hour, the back to the nerds, back to the the, the tech bros, uh, called to account. Um, and uh, I don't even, I'm still writing uh, Atmospheric River on my checks. Uh, I, I don't see it. And has anyone seen the 700, oh, I'm sorry, 500 pound stuffed polar bear? <clears throat> it's been stolen. If you've ever been in the Cabela's, like in Lacey, and, uh, Greg, you're a rough and ready man on the outside. You ever been to Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's? Oh, love uh, Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have those fearsome creatures that are that are stuffed and posed in fearsome poses. And iconic hats. Um, well, two stuffed raccoons and a 500-pound polar bear have been stolen from a place. Um, uh, the description looks like a 500-pound stand. And they have the polar bear standing. It's not even walking nobly. It's standing. Like begging for a Twinkie or something. Uh, Hour number three kicks off here in just a few minutes. AM 770 KTTH.